Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! The celebration is on! The Washington Nationals are the world champions! Welcome to a special episode of the Curly W Live from the Field podcast. My name is Kyle Brostowitz, and as always, I'm coming to you from the Curly W Live studios here in Washington, D.C. We're all a little disappointed in the outcome of this season, uh, but nothing can ever take away um, last year's amazing postseason run. So we're going to look back at that a little bit in this episode. So to help us ease into the offseason, we thought we'd take a few moments to share your favorite memories from our incredible playoff run and World Series title in 2019. Over the last few months, we asked fans to submit audio recordings detailing their favorite moments from the NL wildcard game all the way through the parade. Um, as you heard on a couple of my other episodes throughout the summer, um, we solicited that audio and, and fans have been great about sending it in. And uh, we've been gathering it and now it's time to share it with everybody. So today we will share 10 individual stories with you, uh, eight audio memories and two emailed stories that were sent to us um, so that you can all relive the magic from last October together. We hope you enjoy listening uh, as much as we enjoyed putting this together. So to get this started a little bit, I thought it'd be appropriate for me to, to talk a little bit about some of my memories. And I think it's easy to, to say, you know, Howie Kendrick's home run in the NLDS or his home run in the World Series, the parade or um, those moments. But uh, I, I think about a lot about um, at the end of the NLCS when the ball dropped into Victor Robles' glove um, in center field, and we all kind of realized that we we're going to the World Series. That, for me, I think is a moment that um, was so special, and, and it's hard to really describe the, the, the way you feel at that moment. Because um, at that point, we'd worked so hard to get to that spot, um, and, and he caught that ball in center field, and we we're going. And, you know, you get to that point, um, you've worked so hard to get there. Now you're going to the World Series. We had a few days off, and then after that, anything can happen. So I, I think even though we've had a lot of great moments throughout the year, you know, that specific moment for me will always stick out. So to get us started is Patty from Washington, D.C., who shared her academic work. She used the Nats postseason run as an inspiration for her research project after she noticed similar spikes and drops in heart rate between her friends while watching the Nationals play. She then decided to study the fan reaction throughout the playoffs by using Fitbits to monitor heart rate and sleeping patterns. After gathering the data and comparing the monitors of 35 different fans, she found that game five of the NLDS was the most stressful game and the biggest spike in heart rate was before the start of the wildcard game when Aaron Barrett hyped up the crowd. For those interested in learning more about the study, you can visit cardiac-nats.herokuapp.com. I mean, that is pretty amazing. Who would have thought that the excitement of the playoffs would have inspired a research project? But like our next entry, Dan from Silver Spring, certainly felt that spike during the NLDS. Take a listen. My name is Dan, and I'm from Silver Spring. There were so many great moments during the playoffs, and you would think that the greatest moments would have been during the World Series, especially Game 7, and that was fabulous. But, you know, one of the highlights for me was during the series with L.A. I was watching the game on television. They were playing in L.A., and I got so excited and so crazy. My wife had to walk around the couch, put her hands on my shoulders, and hold me down in place. Go Nats! Go Nats indeed. <laughs> there were plenty of nail-biting moments, but the Nats always found a way to fight back. Just like Dan, superfan Terry echoes the same sentiments. During the NLDS, Terry wrote in, While I was not in L.A., it was a great pleasure to beat the Dodgers after heartbreaks 
from other times. But again, the resilience of this team still doesn't leave my mind. I watch these games over and over, and even knowing the outcome, I still get a little tense. So grateful to have the baseball in D.C. Thanks for sharing, Terry. Resilience is a great way to describe the 2019 team. I think one of the greatest parts of the postseason is the ability to see how the city rallied behind the organization and how it brought together a whole fan base. As Roseanne from Alexandria, Virginia explains, Hi, Washington Nationals. My name is Roseanne, and I am from Old Town, Alexandria, Virginia. First, let me say thank you for allowing your fans to share our experiences from the 2019 postseason playoff games with you. I'm so humbled by all your outreach efforts to maintain contact with us and equally honored to share my favorite moments. I attended playoff games, the watch party games, and the celebration parade, so I have many amazing lifetime memories. However, there are two special memories in particular I wish to share with you. First, attending Game 4 of the NLCS when we swept the Cardinals, clinching the pennant. Secondly, my path to the Nationals' first World Series game in Washington, D.C., and how I obtained my ticket. My ticket to the World Series started October 7th when I attended the NLDS game where we blasted the Dodgers in a 6-1 win, forcing a decisive Game 5. At that game, I was sitting in Section 113, Row JJ, Seat 9. I had purchased a single ticket and was sitting next to a season ticket holder named Rick, who I did not know previously. As it turned out, Rick was a full-time college baseball coach. We were equally knowledgeable about the Nats players and the logistics of baseball, so as you can imagine, it was so much fun to watch the game together. During the game, he mentioned to me that he had an extra ticket to the World Series if I was interested in purchasing it. He said he would sell it to me at face value for $300. The idea certainly sparked my interest, but the World Series still seemed far away, so I did not make a commitment at that time. Besides, although I knew $300 was an incredible deal, it was still more money than I could afford. Nonetheless, I didn't want to rule out the possibility entirely. However, Unfortunately, I left the game after we won and forgot to get his contact information to even leave that option open. Of course, we beat the Dodgers that decisive game in Los Angeles and advanced to the pennant race to play the St. Louis Cardinals. I chose to go to Game 4 against the Cardinals in the series because in my heart, I knew it could be a decisive game also. So I purchased a ticket for $279 for a seat in Section 133, Road JJ. Suddenly, $300 for a World Series ticket didn't seem so exorbitant, and I scrambled to figure out how could I get in touch with Rick. I wrote Rick a note telling him I wanted to purchase his extra World Series ticket and provided my contact information, praying he would be at the stadium for Game 4 against the Cardinals. I taped the note to the back of his seat in Section 113, a couple of hours before the game started. To my utter joy, halfway through the game, he sent me a text message acknowledging he had received my note. 
After enduring so many years of heartache and disappointment from previous playoffs, it was so exciting to finally put that hardship behind us and bask in the moment. I was especially excited to be in the stadium that game. Up to that point, I had never seen so much enthusiasm and camaraderie among strangers to that magnitude. When Victor Robles caught the final out of the game at the top of the ninth inning, completing the Nats' four-game suite of St. Louis, our dreams finally became a reality. We were on our way to the World Series. I turned to see the gentleman sitting next to me shedding tears of joy as fountains of beer spewed over our heads from the section above us and we hugged one another in jubilation. He said, never in my lifetime did I think I would see this moment. He was so happy. We were all so happy. The next day, I contacted Rick and arranged to meet him to purchase his ticket to the World Series. He asked me if I wanted a ticket for Game 3 or Game 4. I chose to go to Game 3 of the World Series. I wanted to attend the first World Series game ever at National Stadium and witness the Washington Nationals make history, finishing the fight. I was fully aware that my seat was going for close to $3,000 at the time. Some people thought I should have sold it, but there was no amount of money that would lure me to do that, nor could I betray Rick's trust after his generous offer. Besides, I really wanted to be in the stadium among all the fans for the game and witness the Nationals play in their first World Series firsthand. What a dream come true this was indeed. The 2019 postseason team spirit of the Washington Nationals team was unsurpassed to any of the previous seasons. Having attended playoffs myself in 2012, 14, 16, and 17. Your energy, enthusiasm, humor, dancing, race car driving in the dugout, your ability to get thousands of adult fans to sing Baby Shark, a child song, and even your slogan, stay in the fight and finish the fight, were infectious. These memories and more have left an indelible mark I will always remember. Thank you, Washington Nationals, for all the exhilaration you have brought to my life. May God bless each one of you and keep your family safe always. We really do have the best fans in the game. Uh, Lizzie from Columbia, South Carolina, showed how her favorite memories came from the moments of unity and support that everyone at Nats Park felt throughout the World Series. My name is Lizzie, and I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. Well, I live here now, but I grew up in D.C. I have two Nationals postseason memories that I want to share. Number one is that my uncle and I decided the day of Game 5 of the World Series to go to the game. Prices were better for that night because we obviously had lost games three and four at home. And so we decided that day to bite the bullet and go to the game. We found out right beforehand that Max was not able to pitch and we were very disappointed. We were very worried. But one of my favorite memories is that, first of all, it was so fun. Even though we lost, it was wonderful to be there, wonderful to have a World Series game in D.C. I told a lot of people that I never once felt sad that night, even though we lost, because it was just so fun being in D.C. and having a World Series game in Nats Park. 
my favorite moment of that night was that when they announced Joe Ross as the pitcher in place of Max and when Joe actually came out to pitch in the first inning, the place erupted. Like Nats fans were so behind Joe Ross and cheered so loud for him. There was not an ounce of disappointment in the crowd that it wasn't Max. People were behind Joe and cheering so hard for him the whole game. And it was awesome to see us support him. And he really did a great job in that outing. And it was so fun to see us come behind him. My other memory is game seven. I got to be at the Nationals watch party at Nationals Park with my mom and that same uncle and my cousin. And it was raining and it was crazy. And the first, you know, six and some innings were pretty sad. Then when we finally won, there was so much screaming and joy. And to be honest, uh, the minute that last strike was called uh, and we officially won, I fell to the ground, weeping, tears of joy, because I could not believe it. We actually won. After being a fan of the Nats this whole time, being going through some hard postseason uh, disappointments with them, it was amazing to be at Nationals Park with thousands of dedicated fans as we saw our guys become champions. And I cried for a long time. Uh, it was one of the best nights of my life. It continues to amaze me when we get to hear your stories about the connections that were made by complete strangers during the 2019 run, and now it further bonded friends and family together. Just like Matt from Clifton, Virginia shared. I've been a national season ticket holder since the inaugural season in 2005. I've always been a baseball fan, but the only reason I bought season tickets was a promise I had made to my father. I had promised him that should baseball ever return to Washington, that I would make sure we were season ticket holders and that he would be able to attend games just as he had back in the days of Griffith Stadium. My dad doesn't ask for much and there isn't a ton on his bucket list, but attending a World Series game, one in which his beloved Nationals were playing, was at the top. His dream was fulfilled and that item was crossed off the bucket list last fall. It was a fantastic moment as a son to be able to give this gift and moment to my father. Attending that first World Series home game with him is something I will cherish forever. I told my dad I would be sharing our memory and asked him if there was anything he wanted to add. What I'm about to read to you now is my father's 2019 postseason memory. These are the words from Bill Keefaver from Fairfax, Virginia. As my son Matt has told you, he fulfilled my long dream bucket list item last October when he took me to a Nationals World Series game in our home ballpark. Never did I think it would actually happen, and as many, I still revel in the fact that we are world champions with no ongoing competition yet. My love of baseball started in 1949-1950 as a young boy of 10 as a member of the Lacey's Knothole Gang. This allowed me cheap entry into the bleacher seats at Griffith Stadium. The Senators were my team, for better or for worse. Sometimes a couple of us would take the bus from Arlington, Virginia, down to K Street and walk up to the stadium. Then our favorite game was sneaking from the bleachers, past the ushers, down to the empty seats close behind the dugout to watch stars like Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra, Roger Maris, Whitey Ford, and the rest take on our team. Skip school one early spring morning to stand in line in the stadium to get 1958 opening day tickets to watch players like Irv Noren, Gil Cohn, Mickey Vernon, Roy Sievers, Camilo Pasquale, and Eddie Yost. I was in college when the Griffiths family broke my heart by moving the up-and-coming senators comprised of Harmon Killebrew, Bob Allison, and others to Minnesota. We were left with Bob Short and the expansion team that just couldn't do much. 
oh yes, we did have Ted Williams as manager for a couple of years and Frank Howard to swat those monster home runs. And then they were gone to Texas and we were left with Washington baseball dark ages. Baltimore was okay, especially Cal, but for me, they were just not my team. Finally, along came the learners and the Montreal Expos. I think we all had tears in our eyes at opening day 15 years ago. It was so emotional to have baseball back at RFK. With season tickets in hand, we have watched the rise of the Nationals. Their story will always be my most favorite sports memory. Nothing can top last October, and I can only hope the learners feel the same satisfaction, pride, and happiness that all of us old baseball fans feel as we continue to relive those October World Series victories. Thank you so much, Bill. For Susan from West River, Maryland, she has a special place in her heart for Nationals Park and the Nats, as it was a shared love between her and her now fiance when they first started dating, making this postseason truly special for them both. Last year's Washington Nationals opening day started off a season like no other, not only because of it being the best baseball season ever, but because opening day last year was when I was introduced to my best friend, who is now my soon-to-be husband. We had both started 2019 off in terrible relationships, but by the time opening day on March 28, 2019 rolled around, we had both signed up on the dating site FarmersOnly.com. Cheesy, I know. I was off to work that morning in the Plains, Virginia, and Joey was getting ready for opening day in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, when he saw that I had viewed his profile the night before and decided to send me a message. We ended up messaging back and forth the rest of the day, and he sent me pictures from the ballpark while he was there. We settled on April 18th as our first baseball game together, and as they say, the rest is history. We spent the rest of the spring and summer meeting up, getting to know each other, and falling in love. We attended the April 18th game against the Giants, the May 16th game against the Mets, and the May 25th game against the Marlins. While on the Metro going to the May 25th game, I vividly remember a conversation between other passengers about the Nationals making it to the wild card game, and one of them joked, let's just get them to 500 first. I don't know why, but at that very moment, my mind said, remember this, we're going to make it. We went to the June 15th game and then traveled to Philly on July 13th, our first road trip together. We were lucky enough to be in attendance that night when Juan Soto hit the top of the ninth, two-run, go-ahead homer to win the game, and then stood in line for Gino's cheesesteaks until well after midnight. We traveled to Pittsburgh in August, but unfortunately we were there the only night of the series that they lost. We sat in the Delta 360 seats for the first time on August 31st for Joey's birthday. On September 13th, we took my two-year-old daughter to her first game when they played the Braves. On September 25th, we were back in the Delta 360 seats to watch the game the day after the clinch for the wild card spot, and we by no means were going to miss that wild card game. It was an unusually warm October the 1st, but we loved every second of it. The first seven and a half innings were torture, but when Juan Soto batted in three runs in the bottom of the eighth and that energy and excitement filled the ballpark, it was unlike anything I'd ever been a part of before. I could feel the place almost shaking as people jumped, cheered, and screamed. It was amazing. We went to game four of the NLDS and game three of the NLCS. Then it was time for the World Series. We had tickets for game four and were hoping for a sweep after two wins in Houston. The ballpark was electric, but unfortunately the sweep didn't happen. So it came down to watching the final two games at home, doing sit-ups in the living room floor and trying to stay calm while it all unfolded. After Hudson threw the final strike for the win, we jumped up and down and cheered together. We never would have imagined back on March 28th, the day we first started talking, that we would wind up on October 30th, going crazy in the living room with a World Series win. We are now engaged in living together in West River, Maryland, and are also now Washington Nationals season ticket holders for life. 
The 2019 season couldn't have been more special for us. We were definitely bummed about not having opening day on April 2nd in D.C., but we sure are glad that we had the most perfect 2019 season that anyone could have imagined. We can't wait to see that championship banner be raised and to continue enjoying many, many summers as husband and wife watching the greatest game ever played. Nationals Park has always brought special memories to our fans, but for some, it holds an even more sentimental value. For Glenn from Arlington, Virginia, he was able to share in the postseason with his father, who was actually an architect who helped design Nationals Park. My son was five when the Nationals came to Washington. I have been a lifelong baseball fan and looked forward to sharing baseball games with my son, who had just started playing t-ball. I had been a Senators fan in the 1960s and loved going to games with my father. As the years went by, my son's interest in baseball developed, and he became quite a good player and very knowledgeable about the game. We watched the Nationals religiously, enjoying the seasons and feeling the pain of the playoff disappointments. I continued to hope for the World Series to come to D.C. before he was off to college or to a job, but it was always, wait until next year. I loved taking him to the All-Star Game in 2018, but it was just not the same as having your team in the World Series. That fall, he went off to college near New York City, and after a 19-31 and start, I thought 2019 was going to be another year of disappointment. Then, of course, magic happened. A blistering second half of the season led to the wildcard game, and wild it was. I jumped up with everyone when Juan Soto's hit went into right field and improbably bounced beyond the grasp of the right fielder. I sat in my seat in disbelief as Victor Robles caught the deep fly ball for the last out. I watched the end of the fifth game of the Dodgers series, literally in tears. I listened to the Cardinals series starting at 2 in the morning each night from Italy. My trip had been planned in May when an NLCS did not seem to be in the cards, and returned to the U.S. just in time for the unbelievable, the first World Series game in D.C. in over 85 years. Because my son was in college, I had promised a friend that if the Nats made the World Series, I'd take him to the first home game. About noon that day, he called me to say he was sick and could not make it. He was disappointed, but secretly, I was thrilled because I had a plan. I called my son and asked if he could get on a 3pm train from New York to Union Station. He'd Uber to Half Street and I'd meet him there. The timing was tight, but by 7pm I saw him striding towards me. I was 6'8 of the now basketball playing kid that I had played catch with in the backyard, taught to pitch in the park, coached through Little League, and thrown BP to so many times. He was blasé, as 19 year olds tend to be, but I know he could see I was excited to share this experience with him. We turned and walked through the gates of the ballpark that I had helped design a decade earlier, and we slid into our seats, in time for all the fun and festivities of the night. Of course, we know that the Nationals did not win that game, but that didn't really matter. Easy to say in hindsight, with the trophy safely won, I had my World Series memory intact, no matter the score. I'm not sure my son appreciates what goes into making it to the World Series. At 19, it all seems too easy. At 61, my perspective is a bit different. I've waited through many seasons of the Washington Senators and Washington Nationals teams for the opportunity, for that moment, and now I savor it through these trying times we are all experiencing. I hope that 42 years from now, my son will have had many World Series memories, but if not, I know he will have at least one. Maybe he'll remember seeing his dad smiling at him when the game was over, because it's not always about the score, but about the experience that lies within the game that makes baseball different from all other sports. This is how my friend, Tom Schieffer, former president of the Texas Rangers Baseball Club, put it into a speech a number of years ago. There is a cycle in baseball, and it is as constant as the seasons. It is hope, disappointment, and renewal. It can play itself out in a single game, a single season, or a lifetime. But it is always the same. Hope, disappointment, renewal. 
It is a cycle that gives strength because it always offers the promise of a better day. Ballparks provide the backdrop for people to play out the cycle, to remember the most touching moments of their lives. They are the places where the grass is always green and hope is always alive. Just this once, hope became reality. As Maureen from Manassas, Virginia shared, the national story of turning from underdog to victors last season helped her through her recovery from an unexpected major surgery that she was able to celebrate with her loved ones. This is Maureen from Manassas, Virginia. At the end of August 2019, I had major unexpected surgery that required two months of recovery. Do the math and you can imagine the incredible joy the Nationals brought me. I didn't go to any of the postseason games, the watch parties, or even to the local bar to watch. Instead, every day I woke up, hoped to feel a little better, and watched the postseason with my family. I will never forget it. And then for my first real trip out of the house, I took the metro into the city, had some drinks with friends, and then cheered my favorite team at our first ever championship parade with my sister. Just an unbelievable place to be just a couple of months after such a bad time in my life. Thank you to the Nationals. I've loved every team since you came here. But last year's team from Strasburg to Soto to Dozier to Eaton will be in my heart forever. In our final submitted memory, Kim from Arlington, Virginia, shared a heartwarming story of celebrating the World Series with her late father. Hi, this is Kim in Arlington, Virginia. I have so many memories of October 2019 and the Nationals postseason. I was lucky enough to go to six games during the postseason from the wild card through the World Series. And there were so many ups and downs, but it was by far one of the funnest months of my entire life. I would have to say, though, that my favorite moment came after we won the World Series, when the next morning there was that banner headline in the Washington Post, At Last, Nats Are Champs. It made me think of my father, who's been gone for almost 10 years. He was really a literary guy, an intellectual guy. He wasn't a huge sports fan but he was a big history buff. And whenever something major happened and there was a banner headline in the Washington Post, uh, he would go out and make sure to buy a copy and save it. And so after he died and I was cleaning out his house, I found all these copies, old yellow copies of the Washington Post. He had the edition when Obama was elected, our first black president, when the Challenger exploded, and when there was the assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan and others. He had several yellowing copies of major stories of the day as printed in the Washington Post. So... That next morning, when I went to my local supermarket to get my print edition of the Washington Post saying, at last, Nats are champs, I couldn't just buy one newspaper. I had to get two, one to keep for myself and one to add to the pile that my dad had just to give one more paper for my dad. So that's my favorite memory of an amazing season. And I have so many others, too. Thanks. How can you not be romantic about baseball? We may be a little biased, uh, but we feel our 2019 team really proved why baseball is the greatest game. With that, we want to thank all of our fans who submitted their memories and allowed us to share with them with the rest of you. It was truly a special time in our team's history, and we love celebrating the fight that we finished together. We hope you enjoyed this special episode of From the Field, and we will see you next time on the Curly W Live podcast. As always, go Nats. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a world!